What a fascinating yet challenging time to be a leader. And in this Leading by Nature series, I interview pioneering leaders from diverse organizations, exploring future fit leadership and organizational development. I'm Giles Hutchins, executive coach, senior advisor and author of many books, the latest being Leading by Nature, which explores the inner nature and outer nature of the organization and the inner and outer nature of the leader as they journey toward regenerative futures. Welcome to the Leading by Nature podcast with myself, Giles Hutchins, and my special guest today, Matt Hocking, founder of award-winning creative design agency, Leap. Thank you so much, Matt, for being here with me today. Absolute pleasure, Giles. Thank you for having me on. So as always, we're going to dive straight in. And if you could start by sharing a little bit about Leap's reason for being, its passion and its purpose. Brilliant. Well, you've got a lot of passion. Um, I never actually used to use the word purpose. Um, it seems to be a word that sort of, you know, come into the, the limelight a lot over the last few years. But in 2004, when I set up Leap, it was simply there's a better way to design, which we call Design for Change, which came out of the Gandhi line, be the change you want to see in the world. I'm a creative, so what's the better way to do it? Create change, design for change. And in that change is change behavior, change conversations, change futures, um, you know, change the way we think, change the materiality of the way we design and think. And ultimately, my biggest aim around that was actually to change, in my small way, a grain of sand, uh, and there's a lot of great grains of sand out there, you know, change the way we all look at design and creativity. Lovely. So I think what we're going to do as normal is start by exploring a little bit about the outer context that Leap finds itself in. As you say, Leap is full of energy. I've had the pleasure of working with the Living System Leap and yourself now um, for some months, and it's a, it's a real vitality. Um, and yet it finds itself in quite a challenging environment at the moment um, for a, um, an organization um, like yourselves. So how are you finding this context at the moment and how does that affect the way in which the organization shows up? Um, yeah, so again, another great question and, and one I love to be, you know, very open about. I think, you know, especially in business, the outward perception uh, to the inward perception of other organizations is everything's perfect. Wow, Leap's got it nailed. You know, they're like this perfect swan. And as we know, underneath, everything's paddling away like crazy. We're always trying to figure things out, improve, work on ourselves, work on me. I think, you know, and to be honest it's a very scarce time you know uh the, the business is changing for all of us um you know whatever we're doing the nature of business is, is shifting quite radically um and we're all having to adapt and although we've been very resilient over you know we're in our just coming into our 19th year um we've never had any redundancies and we've never um did any furloughing during the pandemic it's all kind of worked well but actually this is our tightest time but through that tight time strangely I'm very calm um it's a time of opportunity as well it's like you know sharpening the organization you know there's a an ecosystem that we're part of working um, with the team in new ways getting the team to how can they see ways forwards um and we've always been very lucky in business I think a lot of things arrive on our shores so we've not had to work 
too hard for work to come in and we've always been oh that's enough to keep us bountiful but now actually we're pushing ourselves out there and actually getting back into the habit of talking about design for change because actually we've been talking about a lot of other things for our industry for b corp and things and actually getting back to what our core abilities are so an opportunity to to kind of replenish um revitalize you would say kind of going through a, a death rebirth um and that's kind of how we're working with our team and these death rebirth moments are really quite interesting. As you know, um, on previous podcasts I've talked about, about, and we've also talked about it in our coaching sessions, you know, adversity reveals genius, prosperity conceals it. Uh, yes. you, you know, I like that phrase. And I was actually with um, uh, someone that you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I won't share their, their name, but um, uh, from an organization that you also know, a B Corp here today. And we were actually exploring this, how they're going through a time where they've actually done really well for the last number of years decade yeah yeah and now actually they're having to you know restructure think about growth and all of these sorts of things in a different way and that is inviting in an innovation around how they do their value propositions how do they engage with their partners differently and so forth so it's really interesting how this time can actually get us to really bring out a deeper sense of what we're about now with that in mind what is the ideal kind of work that leap would like going forward um it's always a mix of work. Um, so there's the unexpected, unusual work, which is working with organisations on the, I would say, the, they're the outliers of investigating what sustainability means in a creative level within their organisation, i.e. They're, they're outward facing, whether that's a, creating and designing and building a, a low carbon website to working on a campaign. And then there are the impact projects. So for us, it's, and so, you know, recently we started working with Sea Shepherd UK, um, you know, we ran working with the Ocean Conservation Trust and those impact clients that are very, very focused on, you know, that output, their change in the world and they're very natural based. We love those, but actually I've always said, and more recently, it's become part of my nature of being is we can't leave anybody behind and this isn't making absolving that there are problematic businesses in the world that come from a, a dying capitalist culture that isn't nature-based but there are innovative tech organizations there are space-faring organizations and many of those actually we've got an opportunity to get right in there and start talking about what are their pathways beyond creativity what are they doing for their people what are they doing for the planet what is their code of conduct although we're a creative agency it's actually we're finding a huge love and value-based relationship of having very open conversations about what the art of possible is so it's really there isn't a business within reason because I think a lot of businesses self-certify themselves and go well actually Leap probably wouldn't work with us not necessarily true but you know we have had some of the the bigger fossil fuel companies approach us and we would ask the same question every time have you got an environmental policy what's your code of ethics and at that point we tend to not hear back so I would say new tech um, that is looking at um, betterment for the future for people and planet I would say impact organizations, charities, NGOs, um, for-profits that, again, are aligned in a better future for all life. Yeah. Uh, quite, uh, quite broad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with that intention, though, and that's the important thing, and I think it's uh, having the intention. This is, again, back to the journey of becoming a regenerative leader. You don't need to be perfect, but there needs to be a mm -hmm. real intention there that you actually do want to transform. Yes. I think it's the same with these organizations, you know, and some of that can be in, in the inside, in the culture, in the inner nature, as I refer to it. And some of it can be the value propositions they're changing. And then ideally, it's a bit of both. 
Yeah. And I think trust and vulnerability where that organization is going, actually, I'm a little bit worried. You know, we've got historic good businesses that they've always done things purposely or environmentally, whatever term you want to use, sustainably, regeneratively. But they don't want to now come and say, hey, look at us, because they feel like they're just jumping on a bandwagon. So it's also given them the confidence Well, you don't have to. You know, you're a pioneer in this space. You, you help set up what all of us are riding on in whether it's FMCG or renewables. So just be confident in your your source, your origin story and yeah. just keep doing what you do. Yeah. And also, let's open the doors a bit and welcome in others to the party yeah. who may not have had that original source, but are actually now going, you know what, I'm actually now we're getting to a point where we want to start thinking about this stuff. Yeah, and that's just as good. You're right. I had a big um, corporate here the other day, which perhaps a few years ago would have been um, it's not where I want to spend my energy. But actually, when they came here, the leadership team and we spent a full day here, by the end of it, you could see these cracks of light. Well, yeah. of, of potential of them going, oh, okay, you know, I can see how we need to become future fit by starting to embrace some of this stuff. You know? Yeah. And I think that's a really good point, Charles. It's like, you know, some of the individuals that we've got to work with are, interestingly, they see something in Leap as well beyond design, an ally, uh, a, a source of knowledge. You know, I like to see myself as a kind of a, a signpost, a human signposter better. And I can see the authenticity and the belief that they want to change that industry, but they're up against, you know, it could be a very masculine industry, uh, a very traditionalist industry in the way it's produced. So if we feel that person's got that tenacity uh, and they can be persistent, we'll help them be turn that persistence into fruitfulness as yeah. well. And that, that has worked really well. And I didn't expect, I think we had this conversation, I didn't expect to be working in space tech to tell you the truth, but, but actually, you know, what I've learned in that period is, you know, the valuableness of, you know, satellites and not again, justifying what goes up, but the information that we get allows us to see anything from deforestation to all sorts of human extractive culture, a really easy space. And then the other side is actually there's an opportunity, a window could the possibility to go actually, how do we protect what's up there as well as what's down here? And how do we actually clean up the space a bit as well and do, do something all the mess that there? But we went down this um, discussion last time you were here and we, we'll talk a bit uh, in a bit about your experience. You came here and did an overnighter and yeah. we did touch on space exploration and some, <laughs> some of the challenges that it brings up. Um, mm. But let's now talk about the inner nature of the organization. I, 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 as I said earlier, you've got this real sort of passion, this vibrancy to the organization. And yet I know it's, it's challenging for any organization to really ensure that the values are lived day by day what are you doing to help uh, ensure that kind of culture in your business um i think we're constantly checking in with ourselves um around how we perceive act and agree on the values and it's interesting because a value can be a word and an action so you know our words are responsible optimism thoughtful curiosity but actually we've all they're all subjective and got our own sense of you know, perspective on each of those words. Um, and 20, nearly 20 years ago, when I created the business, they were really fit for purpose. I mean, I'm, I, I really believe curiosity has to stay as a value for everyone because we should never forget our childlike selves in nature and things. Um, but actually, I'm in an open space with our team where we're going, well, we're nearly 20 years old. And what would the next 20 years look like? And if I wasn't around, what would the values, the mission, the vision and the behaviors and the agreements be for 
poor leap. And so the team are actually working on that behind the scenes without me. And they're going to be presenting my future and their future <laughs> uh, back in the near future. And then we'll see if it, you know, if it feels right. I mean, I'm a gut heart thinker I try not to listen to my brain too much because that's just like a human pinball bouncing around um and I'm excited but also nervous about that but I've been in the last couple of days I've walked it out with each of our team members and they are so unbelievably pro our imperfectly perfect business and there's such a giving nature around you know, I asked one of our team, um, one of our senior members, you know, what would be your ideal wage if you could pick any wage? He said, well, my ideal wage would be the wage that Leap could afford without making a problem for Leap. And I said, well, yeah, but aren't we creating boundaries? If we're all working within the sphere of Leap, we're never moving beyond. <laughs> so I said, think, you know, think bigger, come back to me. And what would it look like in three years time? This is actually based off the conversation you and I had when um, you were coaching me last week in your in the wonderful Springwood. Um, but actually, I opened it up not just to our managing director, to other team members as well. Yeah, nice. So there's a um, a lot of, there's a shift going on, isn't there? This sort of death rebirth that you talked about. Um, in terms of you yourself as well and the change you're going through, you mentioned coming here to Springfield. How have you actually found working with me as a coach? I mean, what, 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 just for other people, it might be interesting, I suppose. Yeah, so um, again, uh, it's the first time for me having a coach. Um, we've had coaches for the team, but interestingly, and I was listening to the podcast with Mark Culligan that you previously did, and it really resonated with me in the fact of like, actually, we spend a lot of time serving others and serving life and the planet, but we actually don't necessarily serve ourselves and we forget about ourselves in the scheme of things. And actually by investing in ourselves and checking in with ourselves and bringing in, you know, valued, um, voices and wisdom, um really really makes a difference and sometimes you know you we're answering our own questions but I think having uh somebody like yourself that is um has significant you know business wisdom nature and in your know, global experience I think really really challenges myself to work at what I wish to do anyway which is you know to sort of be my, the best version of myself um and sort of you know <laughs> It sounds a bit woo-woo, I guess, but, you know, look at my higher level purpose, you know, in the world. Is it just a graphic designer? Is it um, founder, chief sustainability officer of Leap? Or is there something more out there that I can be in service of? Well, I know it's in service of the planet, um, but I think, yeah, working with yourself, Charles, is just open up different doors of perception, uh, slightly uncomfortable awkwardness, not because of your not thing, because where it's going into an unknown place that I've always avoided for nearly 50 years of my life as well. <laughs> so um, I'm generally a really happy, like easygoing fellow with some stress points as anyone in life. Um, but actually I feel this is a, a time of growing up, letting go, but while still acknowledging that eight year old child that is always going to be in, within me. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's lovely. And it has been a real true pleasure working with you and journeying together. Um, as a leader, how would you say your way of leading has changed over the last couple of years? Um, obviously, there's a significant shift with what happened in the pandemic. Now, we as a leader, again, I find leading like awkward. Yet yeah, I have been a leader in many organisations, but actually my better space is actually leading from you know behind and uplifting others. It's not perfect either, but um, 
again, I work best in our team working within the remit of what Leap's reason to be is and being out there kind of always, um, I guess like a, I don't even know if you say it's a leader, but like more like a scout, uh, a forager, um, understanding, you know, potentially new technologies, new ways of creativity, new materials, new relationships. So I guess I'm a very trusting individual that the, if we use a Buckminster Fuller, kind of like Spaceship Earth side of things, Leap's got its own ecosystem. While I go out, uh, the leadership I have allowed is, is is kind of like a self-leadership space, but there's room for improvement in both myself and our team's understanding of that. And um, again, talking to Mark Cudigan, actually going from maybe expectations to to agreements. Um, so yeah, so I would say I'm an awkward leader um, within the team. Outwardly, uh, I'm a you know a confident energetic leader um and usually if i'm in front of an organization if you can feel the relationship within that will usually generate and germinate into something you know very good it might not necessarily be design it could be working on consultancy it could be um helping on a procurement policy around environment and materiality and stuff like that so uh yeah i'm sort of talking around the whole leadership area but i would say where i'd like to be is in quite an autonomous space where I truly work to the revised values that the team are going to present to me. So at the moment, we've got this 70, if you're 70% right, take the action. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. Just learn from it. And we can, we can kind of, you know, go that, that work that didn't work, but there's still me in a kind of slightly top down space where I'd be going to them well, you know, why did you do this? <laughs> and, you know, and actually we need them to be understanding, you know, why that happened and, and why it came into be. Yeah. So I get what you mean now by awkward, because um, on the one hand, actually, I think it's important for the listener to realize that actually you, you, you're actually very um, in flow as a leader in many ways. You, you listen to your gut, you trust your um, yeah. other ways of knowing, um, you make things happen, you're fleet of foot. I think what's awkward is is perhaps your sort of standing, your posture in this, which is on the one hand, wanting to sort of allow this self-managing way of operating. On the other hand, sometimes recognizing that one needs to have a bit of a directive approach. And so it's a sort of healthy tension between the both, isn't it? Yeah. And also like not getting complacent. I think it's like any relationship. It's just checking in, having some really honest conversations, just like you and I checking in. It's checking with the team. You know, how are you? How are you finding me? In my role at the moment, is there anything, and that's what I said to Nathan yesterday, is there anything more I can do for you to be better in business for you? And he's like, well, no, actually, everything's pretty good. I'd probably like a little bit more responsibility here. It's like, okay, well, we can we can work towards that at the moment because we're in a certain uh, sharpened space. We don't really have that space, but let's work towards that goal of you opening up some new avenues for yourself, new training in the near, in, you know, near months kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So now if we look at nature a little bit, I mean, uh, I know nature has been a real deep passion of yours throughout your life. And as you know, I obviously I work with nature's wisdom in, in my own coaching approach, as well as my approach to regenerative leadership. What inspiration do you actually in, in your own self, in your own way of leading gain from nature? I think, yeah, what I gain from nature. I mean, it, it's a really interesting space because that's that's the first and foremost. Um without nature without life without planet we can't be in business we we can't operate we can't exist so it took me a while till i was 
you know, 29 to start to realize what it would be to make a living, making a difference within a sort of like the planetary boundaries. Funny enough, things between planetary boundaries, I've been talking space. But, um, but at the same time, you know, I live in Cornwall, I live in a place of, you know, natural entrepreneurial brilliance, but also a very, you know, highly impoverished place in, um, in the European index when we were part of Europe. And, and so it's what, like anything what you make of it which is very much like nature but when I look back at what my parents allowed me to do was to just be unbounded in nature you know they were just like and go and I would be off in the fields collecting caterpillars and anything you could find in nature and things that just attached to my body anyway because like ticks and things were in the field but but that's what my parents allowed and I think it took me a while to realize actually how influential that upbringing within nature has allowed then once I was in a flow state which came at my change point in my own career when I um, got the first design job at Eden Project when it just opened that really opened up a door of possibility oh wow I can work in nature I can serve nature I can take my corporate design and bring it into life so you know you use the terms and 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 many of those you coach ecosystems and and that's exactly what we are you know we we're a created pond and it's got its own ecosystem in there and we've got each of our people interacting then we've got a wider ecosystem of the clients we work with and we use nature a lot in business so yesterday you know two business meetings but we're all walking out in nature side by side talking stopping and I think that brings a certain awe and wonder into why we do things and we're very lucky we can do that not everybody has a waterside patch or you know greenery to do but actually you know where is where is your nature's boardroom if uh, um it might not be right on your doorstep but what if it's you know a mile away or something like that so yeah using nature and actually our managing director simon said one of his goals is to be in nature more in business so again i've said all right but you know how do you make that happen what do you want to do what's that going to look like let's see what we can work on so what a lovely conversation so far. I thank you, Matt, for this. Just, just to sort of bring it to a close now, any tip or tips that you think are useful to pass on to other leaders on this journey? Um, I guess two. So one would be, be that somebody. Don't think it's somebody else's thing to do because we've all got that opportunity. Um, so just get on with it. And on the same vein as that, you know, we all have great ideas, but we don't necessarily act upon them. If I hadn't acted upon the idea of Leap, even though people said it wouldn't work, we wouldn't be here having this conversation. I'm really proud of what I created. So be that 1% of individuals that have and act upon the idea and don't be in that 99% that don't try. Um, better to fail um, working on something that you think is worth trying than to always wonder, I wonder how that would have been. And I think that's how we should look at every aspect of our interactions with our environment and our planet. Thank you, Matt. You are a lovely soul. You are an edge walker as well. It um, hasn't been easy over the years to ensure a planet friendly business, um, helping other companies as well, uh, keeping this gratitude with nature, not overthinking, but feeling into the action, using your gut and trusting that uh, inner wisdom and also just dealing with the real life challenges of working towards a more regenerative business. Such a, a gift to work with you, Matt. Thank you so much. Uh, absolute pleasure, Giles, and thank you for having me. For more on Leading by Nature, you can follow me, Giles Hutchins, on LinkedIn and visit gileshutchins.com for free downloads of tools and practices for regenerative leadership and future fit business. 
Also, watch out for my latest book, Leading by Nature, The Process of Becoming a Regenerative Leader.